This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. This is the Overdue Homework Podcast, and our mission statement is to talk about 80s and 90s media. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> contact us at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. I know you guys are listening out there, so For the love us. of God. <laughs> How are you doing, Trav? I'm doing so good, Drew. Uh, as always, doing these on Wednesdays, so I'm always in a good mood. Day yeah, off, yeah. watching DBZ all day. Uh, I, I'm kind of on cloud nine, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that can get better is if we're eventually making money for me to sit home and watch DBZ and then talk about it, but... Awesome day so far. How about you, Drew? That's the dream, right? That's the dream. <laughs> um, today, I'm doing great. Uh, normal nine to fiver, like always, doing the podcast after work, which is always awesome. It's something to look forward to throughout the day. Definitely. But yesterday, so my family, Kristen, Evie, and Cam, we do this thing on Tuesday. We just started it where we're going out and we're trying ice cream in the various cities in southern Minnesota and all over Mankato, too. Oh, nice. So we went to La Macharita, I think that's what it was, in the mall, which is like a Mexican Mexican ice cream place. Mm-hmm. It was delicious, by the way. Shout out because it was it was really really good. That's like traditional where Dairy Queen used to be. Yes, where nice. Dairy Queen used to be. So we had like Kristen and I shared a like it was two scoops. Well, it was like more like four scoops, but it was coffee and then like strawberry cheesecake. Yeah, so it's delicious. And then coffee. Evie had. Uh, you don't like coffee ice cream? <laughs> no, I don't like coffee, oh. so I probably wouldn't like this. Uh, you might, actually. but strawberry cheesecake sounds amazing. Delicious. Uh, it was really good, and Evie had this really cool like. Oreo like creamy pop. It was like a homemade like popsicle with actual two Oreos in it. Okay, that's right up my alley. (laughs) She loved it. She ate the whole thing. I'm like, I can't believe that she ate the whole thing, but she (laughs) did. And so to uh, work off those calories, we walked around the mall just you know, make us uh, so we could have earned those calories a little bit at yeah, least. Yeah, right. And obviously, like most failing malls in this country, there's plenty of uh, <laughs> like claw games and like weird little things that you can buy where like the kids can ride around on little motorized like things, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So I'm a sucker for a claw game. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously. <laughs> if I have a dollar on me or a $5 bill, uh, it goes right in that machine every time <laughs> I see it, right? So they had in one of the machines, it's like four machines. There's like two machines on one side that have like plushies in them. On the other side, there's like the win an iPhone. And then there's like the one next to that is like pick up a Starbucks cup and it's got a a gift card in it. So forget those because those those. ones never pay out. So just going for the stuffed animals because I got my daughter with me. Uh, one of them is the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's all like it's Mario, Luigi. I didn't see any Peach. I saw DK and in their like various forms too. So there's like Fire Mario, Ice oh. Luigi, Ice Mario all nice. over the place, right? So I slide in $5. I'm like, we'll each get a play. I'll get a play. Uh, Kristen will get to play. Evie will get to play twice. And then whoever will decide is for the last one, right? Right, right. Uh, so I play, I'm like, there's a fire Mario right on top. I'm like, well, obviously I'm going for the fire Mario. (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) obviously fail. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. All right. I fail. I say, Evie, you want to go? She says, no. I said, okay, Kristen, your turn. Kristen's like, well, I'm going for the fire Mario, obviously. (laughs) Uh, so she fails also. So it's like, okay, Evie, your turn succeeds, succeeds. She's six. Nice. She wins it amazing it's like oh my goodness i can't believe you won that it was like high five high five and evie she's dancing around and jumping and stuff 
And so I'm like, do you want to go again, Evie? Because you get to do it twice. Yeah. She's like, no, you do it. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And there's a Luigi. He's kind of like wedged in the side, but he's like sitting up kind of on top of stuff. So I'm like, that Luigi's a pretty good candidate to get. Yeah. Go for it. Fail. And I'm like, oh, dang it. I'm like, okay, well, Evie, it's your turn. Same Luigi. She succeeds again. <laughs> she, she won two of those plushies on $5. So got her money's worth out of it, right? Six-year-old crane game prodigy. <laughs> prodigy. <laughs> prodigy. And then after uh, we got them out of there, I was like, all right, Evie, this is amazing. But please do not expect this to happen every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she's poison for life. <laughs> <laughs> the fr- like... L- this is like the legit first time that she's really played a claw game to, yeah. and like known how to do it and like is legitimately trying to win something instead of just pushing the button, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she wins twice. It's like, dang, way to go, kiddo. So <laughs> as long as she's not, you know, eventually 15 blowing her paycheck on the, <laughs> on the crane games, uh, we're good. We're good to go. Um, it is it is rather tempting to blow your money on those crane games because uh, I do every time obviously I mean you blew yours technically <laughs> truth <laughs> she saved you very truth and those those uh, little stuffies probably cost about 50 cents each right right <laughs> but uh, go to my Instagram Instagram at Drew Morehouse 11 right I'm pretty sure you can see the picture <laughs> yeah proof uh, proof 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 I suppose I could have staged it and just had her hold them and been like, we're going to make up this huge story about these things. It's going to be great. I'm going to use it in the podcast. Uh, So moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Um, I used an article in production of this podcast uh, today um, by from ScreenRant.com by Sean Etichson. A-I-T-C-H-I-S-O-N. Etichson. Edison. Edison. A lot of I's and a lot of T's in that one. Edison. Um, our homework review then. So we did Dragon Ball Z the Saiyan Saga. So it's like the first half of the Saiyan Saga, first half ish, first third ish. Third, fourth ish. Whatever. It's just all the Raditz saga. So we dealt with Raditz th- today. Yes. Pretty awesome. Uh, directed by a number of people, number of wonderful people from Japan that did lots and lots of hard work to put this series together and make it as accessible as it is to uh, those in Japan, us in America, and the rest of the world also. They're all wonderful people, so I'm going to spare them butchering every one of their names. (laughs) I will put all of their names and everything into the show notes so you'll be able to see them for yourself. There you go. But... Uh, I can tell you that its original network run was on Fuji TV. Its original run was from April 26, 1989 to January 31st, 1996. So when it came to America, the series had already ended in Japan. Okay. That's kind of interesting. Like completely ended. Ah, it's the original run, 1989 to that, 1996. That is crazy. That is crazy, isn't it? It seems those last, like the Majin Buu saga seems so modern yeah. in comparison to the, I mean, I don't know, just it, as interesting. It really does. Um, we watched the 1999 dub, and some of the voice actors that were in the six episodes that we watched, obviously Sean Schemmel as uh, Goku and Kakarot, uh, Stephanie Nedloy, Ned, Stephanie Nedloni, Nedolni, Nedolni, that's a tough one, Stephanie <laughs> Nedolni as uh, young Goku. Uh, excuse me, as young Gohan, uh, Cynthia Kranz as Chi-Chi, Sonny Strait as Krillin, Tiffany Vollmer as Bulma, and Christopher Sabat, Sabat, 
Sabat. As Piccolo and Vegeta, and he also does a number of other voices, correct, Trav, in the further along in the series? Yeah, I think he does Yamcha. Yes, he does Yamcha he, also. He does a couple of the ones. Yeah, Yamcha is only vaguely mentioned in these episodes, and uh, Bulma is pretty pissed that he's found a new girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So before we move on any further, Trav, I'd like to ask you, how did you get into Dragon Ball Z? How did you find Dragon Ball Z? Well, you can thank my uncle for most every cool thing like this that I got into. He was watching it with my cousins in South Dakota. And I swear the first episode I saw was either Vegeta going Great Ape or Gohan going Great Ape. Mm, I think they mm. both happen in the first season. Yes, they do. Yeah, I think it was Gohan. Um but yeah, I watched it, and that was a pretty cool episode for the yeah. first episode to see, and then I was hooked from that point on, and watched it every day. I remember biking home all the time to make sure I got to see the episode. Uh, how about you? So I found Dragon Ball Z on Toonami in probably 1998, maybe 1997. Um, I do... I remember what saga it was. It was in the middle of the Cell saga. Oh, so okay. Cell had already started his tournament, and they were in the middle of his tournament. The What was it called? It was the... The Cell Games. The Cell Games. Mm-hmm. They were in the middle of the Cell Games, and that's where I first started. And I remember getting so pumped up oh, by, by the show and just being so like, I... I fucking hate Cell! <laughs> and I didn't even know who these people were. I was yeah. so intrigued by the show. I just I can't believe how far into it you started. That's, you started at such a badass part of the show. And that's it, And it was so cool that I made sure to go back and discover the rest of it. Because right. I was like, well, now obviously I need to find the rest of this stuff and watch the rest of it. And because this was like pre, well, it wasn't pre-internet, but it was pretty early internet. Finding like reliable information, especially about... Uh, dubs from Japan yeah. coming out like at the time, kind of. It was really difficult. So what I did was I went to Suncoast and went to their anime section right. where they had all of the VHSs that had been released and had the really cool uh, picture on yeah, them. Yeah, they make a picture sideways. And started literally like finding the episodes on the back of the VHS, being like, oh, those are the episodes, huh? Oh, those are the episodes, huh? And then just doing my best to find any way to be able to watch them. Yeah. If it was finding friends at school that happened to own them or stumbling across them on that early internet or even uh, in syndication on some other television program. Yeah. So for a really long time, before Netflix came along. That's yeah. where I really caught up was on Netflix and regret- regrettably watched uh, Dragon Ball GT also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before that, it was really piecemeal for me. So it wasn't until I got a Netflix subscription when I was getting those three DVDs in the mail every you know couple of days that yeah. I really got the whole series and figured out what was actually going on with nice. everything. So That's awesome. Yeah, and that, uh, that got me to go back and try to find Dragon Ball also, sure. which was a really hard thing to do at the time to actually find because if you wanted to if you wanted to watch that you were watching weird subs that had only been partially completed and stuff like that and, yeah um, it took until it was like all on hulu for me to be able to watch all of dragon ball uh on hulu they would do like the first 10 episodes where i think it was hulu it might have been netflix it was on a streaming service and i think it was hulu they had like the first 10 episodes were both the dub and the sub and then after that, they had all the rest of the episodes, but they were all just subtitled. Oh, okay. So I've never watched Dragon Ball yeah. with it being dubbed. I've right. only watched the subs. So sure. it's interesting. I'm glad that I did go back and watch uh, Dragon Ball. I've only watched it once. 
I'd like to go back and watch it again. I've only honestly seen like a handful of episodes and it's been like random through the four seasons. So I own it. I've owned the whole series for over a decade, yeah. but I haven't watched it. It's, yet. it's, it's interesting to get that full backstory yeah. on everything. And to really, because if you've watched all of Dragon Ball Z, you've been able to piece together that backstory, right? right? Definitely. But to really get those specifics of like meeting uh, Goku, meeting Chi Chi, yeah. and all that type of stuff, to get those extreme specifics of the of the series is, it's interesting for sure. So, young is it Bulma, young Bulma, more of the Red Ribbon Army, and the, all yes, that stuff. the Red Ribbon Army, and all that stuff, and meeting Kami and all that stuff for the mm-hmm. first time, and Evil uh, Piccolo, Evil Piccolo, yep, Evil Piccolo, all that stuff. So, I'd say it's worth your time. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I want to watch it for sure, and you know, I own the dubbed version, so I'm all set. So, yeah, that's. That would be some interesting homework, I think. That seems like an extra credit assignment. That does seem like a possible extra credit. I, I think that seems like an extra credit assignment. Because there's just as many episodes. I remember there being a ton of episodes of Dragon Ball. And it's four seasons. So yeah. the box set that I've got for DBZ is nine seasons, and this is four seasons. Four so it's seasons. about half as long yeah, as Yeah, it's DBZ. about half as long. Still 100 plus episodes, probably. Yeah, and I think four side movies, too. Yeah, so. I'd, I've never seen any of those side movies, so yeah. that would be cool to That'd see. That would be cool. That would be cool. That's where I'm really lacking in my Dragon Ball knowledge, is yeah. all the side movies yeah. and stuff. The series, seen it. Definitely. You know, but the side movies, not so much. Yeah. Not so much. I own them all. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, Dragon Ball Z first premiered in America in 1996 through first run syndication. Uh, the initial run of the dub ended in 1998 in the middle of the Namek and Frieza saga, uh, leaving fans on a cliffhanger. Could you imagine that That just all of a sudden in the middle of the Namek and Frieza saga that it's just, nope, no more, all done. Horrible. <laughs> we can't go out that way. That is insane. <laughs> so then after that, that dub went into reruns. So oh, okay. all the way up to just right in the middle of that season, you got reruns. So all these poor kids watching this over and over again, yeah, yeah. being like, is there going to be a new episode? No, 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 <laughs> no, no new episode. And uh, the popularity, though, of those reruns led to the revival of the dub, obviously. obviously. Uh, it's it's a, an early example of like popular DVD sales almost reviving certain animated series in the late 90s. That's yeah. kind of that's pretty cool. I, I like that a lot. Um, so the voice actors have changed quite a bit, right? Over time, there's been a couple of three different subtitle or three different dubs that have been produced, I think, over time. Sure. Uh, Goku's first voice actor was Ian James Corlett, who was also known for voicing Bob on the series, uh, Reboot. Did you ever watch Reboot? Uh-uh. That was, uh, I'm pretty sure that's that, like, computer-generated one. I remember watching it occasionally, not really getting into it very much, um, he was replaced by uh, Peter Kalemis, uh, Kalemis, 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 um, who happens to be the voice of Rolf. Boom! That's awesome. <laughs> and that is cool. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but there's these interesting threads that have been running through these podcasts that we've been doing. Yeah. Just interested whether it's nudity or it's all of a sudden Rolf is showing up in the DBZ episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. Interesting threads. Definitely. Interesting threads. I enjoy that. Uh, he continued to voice Goku through all of the Ocean Studios and Canadian and European broadcast of the series. So if you're Canadian or you're European, that is the Goku you know. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Most American fans of Dragon Ball got into that franchise like we just kind of talked about because of Dragon Ball Z and didn't know about it until much uh, later on. Um, The first... Dragon Ball uh, releases were failures. So they tried to release it twice, failed yeah. twice. Um, and then they tried on the, the, the first attempt 
was made in 1989 by Harmony Gold USA, and they changed Goku and Balma's names to Zero and Lena. The test episodes that resulted from this sub are known as the, excuse me, resulted from this dub are known as the Lost Dub, and were not well received, so (laughs) no further episodes were uh, produced. Uh, I wonder if that's out on the interweb somewhere. I'd like to. It must be. I'd like to see that. I've sometime. never heard that though. Zero and Lena. Zero and Lena. Lame. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before we get into breaking down this uh, these six episodes? You know, I do love going back. Other than just the nostalgia and going back to the season, one of my favorite things we talked about this last week is back when power levels mattered. Yeah, it's so cool to as lame as the scouters are, it does add a different element in the beginning, and you get to like truly see the work Goku and them put in, and you forget that there was a time when Goku and Piccolo were the same power level, and for pretty much from this point on, Piccolo's. Never really close. I think there's no. one one time in the series where he closes the gap a little bit, but they're very evenly matched in the beginning, and it's crazy, too, to see like how much of a prodigy Gohan was in the beginning. I don't want to get into this too much because we will later on the podcast, but... Uh Goku was like undermatched to uh, Piccolo, it seemed like, in these first six episodes. Yeah. Piccolo had all the technique. He yep. seemed like he was training hard and wanting to grow himself, where uh, Goku was more interested in just being Goku. Yeah. You know, and wasn't as uh, dedicated to training and getting stronger. Definitely. I mean, he, he was, but. But it's weird because the Goku we now know way in Super, that's all he wants to that's, do. That's his... his entire mantra. It's, it's who Goku is. So, yeah, it's weird to see this more innocent and even more naive version of Goku that you didn't think existed. Exactly. Yeah. That is his single driving force is to become the strongest in the universe. Never to rule or do anything other than save, you know, good or be the strongest. Yeah. 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 He, he doesn't even, so he's innately good. Yeah. But he's more concerned about just being the strongest. Right. Right. It's pretty interesting. It is pretty interesting. So we are going to talk about these six episodes as if it's one big episode. We're going to have very little distinction between the episodes. I'm not going to be going, roll credits. Roll credits. I will at the end, but I'm not going to be doing it in between the episodes. So that's how we're going to do this Uh, on-air production meeting. Do you want to mention the episode titles before we switch over to the next episodes, or should we just move it on down? Just move it on down. We'll just move it on down. Uh, that sounds really good to me. Are you going to rate this at the end like five lost piccolo arms out of five? Or <laughs> um, I, You know, I haven't rated anything in a long time, and I should get back into rating <laughs> stuff because that would be kind of funny, I guess. So um, if I can come up with something on the fly, yes, I will rate it at the end. Nice. I will rate it at the end. Uh, so this series opens up to like beautiful landscapes, right? That's one of the main things with this series. Yeah, is how beautiful and serene most of the landscapes look. Peaceful, looked. peaceful, lovely. Everything looks so green and no, healthy. No danger looming. No, no danger looming at all. Not, not at all. Not at all. And we find out that five years have passed since Dragon Ball. There's been five years of peace. Well, those five peaceful years are over. Over. (laughs) There's a new threat headed to Earth. Uh, They're going to test our strongest heroes, aren't they? Earth's Earth's strongest heroes. (laughs) We find Chi-Chi looking for Gohan. 
Uh, Goku is getting firewood and training. He's getting lots of firewood. Like one big tree. One big tree. And his training consists of him just jumping from tree to tree. Yeah. That's his training. I, that's better than I am. I certainly can't jump from tree to tree. Maybe that's what I need to start doing. It's yeah. just, <laughs> that's going to be my training from now on. It's just jumping from tree to tree. If <laughs> Goku can do it, so can I, right? <laughs> It's <laughs> a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> uh, so Goku brings back that giant tree, and he's like, well, I guess we got enough firewood, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chi-Chi informs him that Gohan's missing. So Goku goes off to find Gohan because uh, they're going to go see uh, Master Roshi. Yeah. So get right back into it. Master Roshi is a secret favorite character of mine, kind oh, of. Oh, for sure. Um, he's super pervy. He's super pervy. And he's even more pervy in Dragon Ball, if you can even imagine that. I can't imagine. He is that. more pervy. The perviness is toned down about 30, 40, 60% maybe in Dragon Ball Z. Jeez. Yeah, he's really pervy. And there's lots of children around him in Dragon Ball, so. Yeah. Eh, come on, Roshi. Qu- questionable. Oh, come on, Roshi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we get to see uh, a farmer far- farming his field. I absolutely uh, love that dude, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that dude, right? Smoking in a kid's show. <laughs> Smoking in a kid's show. <laughs> Uh, he sees that meteor come flying through, at least what he thinks it's a meteor, but that's not a meteor. It's made of steel. What in the world? Bug cocoon. <laughs> that's what he made me think of. Bug cocoon. It's a bug cocoon. <laughs> and Hank Hill, too, when it crashes and he sees a, what in the world? What in the world? I know that's an exaggerated Hank Hill, but what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I better grab my pea shooter. Uh, that farmer is no match for Raditz, Obviously. right? His power level is puny. It's puny. It's five. 500? No, no. No. Five. five. <laughs> it's five. <laughs> uh, so the farmer shoots at the dude. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to shoot you. Uh, he shoots him. Raditz catches it and then just flings that bullet right back at him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really think that's really funny. I love oh, that. Yeah. It, I love that it goes all the way through uh, the truck and everything. And uh, we never see the farmer again. Is the farmer dead? Yeah. It's questionable. Maybe, maybe, maybe. He might be. Uh, Raditz at that moment picks up a high power level on his scouter. It must be Kakarot. It must be Kakarot. And then at this point, the viewer is not supposed to know who Kakarot is. Right. But uh, obviously, because you know him as Goku from Dragon Ball. No one's ever called him Kakarot. No, that's a brand new convention in the series. Right. Um, we see Gohan next. He's uh, lost in the woods. Obviously, Raditz is going to go fly off and go try to find Kakarot, who he thinks is, uh... Kakarot. Kakarot. It's way. It's really green. Kakarot. Uh, we get to see Gohan lost in the woods. Um, that hat is weird, right? Obviously, but it's very integral to the pot. Yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of weird that the Dragon Balls are such a precious thing. He just slaps it on some kids. Sl- slaps it on a hat. Slaps and, it on and a hat. how? How the hell That's is that thing sewn on there? A little hot glue. A little, a little hot glue. <laughs> be good. On the sacred, legendary Dragon Ball. <laughs> so I'm sure Shenron won't mind. No, that. no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gohan runs a cl- across a puma, lion, bobcat, liger. What was it? One of those things? <laughs> I, I like that. Saber-toothed tigers? <laughs> some sort of crazy mix of all four of them. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, he is closer to some sort of extinct like saber-tooth, I think. See, that brings me to the point of this again. I, Again, we see all those 
I suppose we actually talked about this not on the podcast. So this brings me to this point. This brings me to this new point. <laughs> What's with all the weird animals if this is supposed to be Earth? Yeah, is, I don't get that. Because there's f- like dinosaurs yeah. eventually. and Those weird pink e- emus that were at the beginning. <laughs> like, Yeah, where the hell is this? Is this is Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball like set in the distant future? Potentially? Right. Potentially. Potentially. Because it's Earth, or, yeah. is it, or are we just is it just a fantasiful Earth that we are just gonna take for what it is? Because it's fun. Yeah. It's yes. like, Oh, this is Earth's <laughs> gravity and climate, and yeah. everything else is kind of made up. Everything else is kind of made up. So yeah, I, we'll just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> like everything else, we'll, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just go with it. <laughs> so the show can happen. So the show can happen. So that puma lion, bobcat, liger, tiger, whatever, viciously kills Gohan. At least that's what it kind of looks like, right? But yeah. He steals that hat. Steals the hat. <laughs> He's My, got a wish. I guess. Like, <laughs> I, 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 that cat just must love himself a good hat. I mean, is, I, that, is, is that the only yeah. thing, right? Is that the it's got to be. Uh, Gohan's whining, though, starts immediately. My dad gave me that hat. Shut the hell up, <laughs> Gohan. Seriously, Gohan. Uh, Gohan fears, fearlessly chases after that big cat, though. It's a pretty funny bit. Yeah, that's good. The cat can't believe he's being chased. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he should have just turned around and maybe just tried to maul him to death. It wouldn't have worked because Gohan is Gohan. But right, right. But still, it's it's a funny bit that Gohan's chasing after the the big cat there, and uh, Gohan ends up running himself directly off of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic Gohan. Classic Gohan. <laughs> and then he just gently falls asleep on the way down. Yeah, that's fine. That's what it looks like, at least. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, luckily for Gohan, his tail catches him before he literally hits the ground, like centimeters before he hits the ground is what yeah. it kind of looked like. So that is a sign of Gohan's inane abilities, innate abilities. Is it inane or innate? Innate, I think. It's innate abilities. Yeah, like the, it's the first hint that Gohan's a little bit more than what is uh, yeah. what you're seeing here. Um, Goku is still looking for Gohan at this point, and uh, Gohan finds a bird and falls into the river. Great job, Gohan. Yeah, way I mean, to go, just, dude. Way to go, man. Mommy, Daddy, help me. <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> There's nobody around you. You're lost. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? <laughs> Uh, Goku does think that he spots Gohan because he sees the hat, uh, uh, but uh, it's that dang thieving cat. That thieving cat. That dang thieving cat. (laughs) That hat. It's Gohan's. (laughs) Where did you get that hat? I said, where did you get it? (laughs) (laughs) And then the the lion, tiger, whatever thing is just like, Uh, Goku easily recovers the hat and continues to search for Gohan uh, while riding Nimbus, and he spots him in the river. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, it's fun action drama for a kid's show, yeah. right? I mean, it's pretty uh, uh, stereotypical to have oh, a yeah. you know I- imminent waterfall. Yeah. I bet this four-year-old is going to die <laughs> in the first episode. Right. I cannot see what is going to happen. <laughs> Goku sees Gohan going over. <laughs> I just lost myself space for a second, but because we're trying a new thing, we used to do paper. We used to do paper, print all this stuff out, go through this paper. But now we got dual monitors. Dual monitors with saving trees. Saving baby. trees, everybody. Saving trees. <laughs> Goku does see Gohan going over the edge of the waterfall and rushes to his rescue. Uh, but there's no Gohan. No, nope. there's no Gohan at the bottom of the fall. 
uh, Gohan managed to save himself. But how? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought it was really cool when he goes into the mountain and is going through the, like, I just thought that was a cool sequence. When he goes into the mountain through the waterfall and stuff, I just thought that was a really cool sequence. Mm -hmm. This is a kid's show in Japan, and it, like, puts our American animation to shame. Oh, yeah. And it's not great animation. Yeah. But compare this to anything that was coming out in America and American-based studios at the time, and it's like night and day. You yeah, know? It's for sure. It's night and day. So I, I appreciate having watched the show a number of times. You kind of get lost on appreciating the animation in this show, but you really should because it's it stands out, and there's time taken to make this show look great. Yeah. So Gohan is recovered, his hat is recovered, and it's time to go get cleaned up so we can go meet Master Roshi. Um, next we see uh, Raditz, and he is flying to confront that power source that he detected. Kakarot. <laughs> nope, that power source was Piccolo. Whoa. Yeah, can you believe it? Uh, I'm searching for a man named Kakarot. I thought you were him. Well, you thought wrong. Now turn around and get out of here before I get angry. Classic Piccolo. Classic Piccolo. <laughs> Love you, Piccolo. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> so Raditz just is antagonizing Piccolo because he's a jackass Saiyan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, right? He's just doing it to do it. Yeah. A power level of 322? You'd be a fool to attack me with such an insufficient power. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you came here and I have no intent of starting a fight. Well, I do. So Piccolo blasts Raditz. <laughs> of course he does, right? <laughs> what else would Piccolo do? He's just like, uh, bang. Which it's cool to see that Piccolo is, he has those skills already. He can right. do those uh, those Kai blasts. Yep. He can use his Kai energy to uh, project that stuff. Um, it does absolutely nothing, though, except for singe some of Raditz's leg hairs, which is a weird, it's just a weird line in a kid's. Weird. Singe some of my leg hairs. Yeah. <laughs> which he has virtually none to the naked eye. But, <laughs> exactly. So it basically means you did nothing. You did nothing. Uh, Raditz is, in, is intending on killing Piccolo, but he's distracted by his scouter again. It picked up what has to be the biggest power source on the planet. So off he goes to investigate because Raditz is looking for Kakarot and nothing's going to stop him. This guy can be a problem. <laughs> uh, this is where we find out that Kakarot is Goku. So dun 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 dun. You should have been, a, even if you were completely brand new to this series, you should have surmised that Raditz is looking for Goku. Right. It's super obvious. But what we don't know is the power level that he's picking up, because he says it's so much bigger, yes. is actually Gohan. It is actually not Gohan. Goku's. You are right. It is actually Gohan. Because later we find out Goku and Piccolo essentially have the same exact power level. Yeah, and they, so. co- they combine to about the same level of Gohan. Right, yeah. That's interesting. Um, like we found out that Kakarot is Goku, and we also find out that Goku was sent to Earth by the Saiyans to kill everyone. And Raditz is pissed that everyone's still alive. (laughs) God damn it, Kakarot! Damn it! You were supposed to kill everybody as a baby! Don't you remember? (laughs) Come on! Uh, So, next we get to go to the Kame House. Kame House? The Kame House. Kame House. Kame House. The gang's all there. Bulma, Roshi, Krillin, they're all there. They're all there. They're all there. If you had to pick, so marry, fuck, kill, Bulma, Roshi, Krillin. (laughs) Um, Well, we're going to fuck Bulma. We're going to probably kill Roshi. Unfortunately, he's too pervy to stay alive. And I guess I'll marry Krillin, you know. 
eventually he gets a nice stable job in the series. So yeah, he's a really good guy. He's you, a good dude. You marry Krillin. You marry Krillin. <laughs> I have my take list. Care of me. <laughs> my list is the exact same. If you can't tell, I think this one might be explicit. <laughs> <sighs> and you know, randomly, so I thought YouTube was pulling our explicit episodes, but only Silence of the Lambs. I wonder if it was. Because we swore in Starship Troopers yeah. and Species. And they're both and, in there. And they're both on there. I wonder if there was some sort of copyright thing that they didn't like for that one or something. Maybe. I don't know. That's maybe interesting. Them, but yeah. That's interesting. Maybe I should maybe I can go force that to go out onto the out onto the World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah. Um so we're at the we're at the Kame house and uh Roshi is already hitting on Balma. He's just yeah. being a perv, like I wanna squeeze your boobs is what he's been. <laughs> like come on dude. Come on, man. Come on. He's known Balma since she was a child. Like, that's the weird part. That's the weird yeah, part. If you actually had seen Dragon Ball yes. and watch it, it's like, what the hell are you doing, man? Yes, exactly. Um you know what you know who's not in this and that should be? Do you know who launch is? Launch I don't think she's so. she's in Dragon Ball and she like switches between a really like uh, crazy like extreme fighting character and like a really mousy quiet character I when think she so, sneezes. Maybe. Yeah, Launch is needed in Dragon Ball Z. I think she does make an I appearance. I think she's in it eventually. And she makes an appearance a little bit later at least. Yeah. Right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Gohan and Go- Goku do arrive at the Kame house and uh, Raditz is tracking them obviously he's obviously. got a he's got a scouter. Uh Goku introduces Gohan to the crew and they can't believe that Goku has a kid. Yeah. So <laughs> that floors me. I don't remember that. I guess I never really paid attention, but that means including Krillin who is for sure his best friend. Yep. He has not seen him in at least four and a half years. At least four and a what half the years. Heck? I know, right? So since Dragon Ball ended, which I don't know how exactly how that ended, but he basically hasn't seen him in the five year time gap that we're saying this has been. I'm trying to remember how it ends. Uh, they fight King Piccolo because there's a whole thing with Piccolo splitting King Piccolo splitting into multiple Piccolos, yep. and there's like a good Piccolo and a bad Piccolo, yep. and then they end up merging to the Piccolo we get today. Yep. And uh, they kind of everybody kind of just like goes their own way. I think. Yeah. I think. It's been a while, so I think that's what happens. And then we did a little bit of math the other day too, right? To try to figure out how old Goku is. Yeah. Because uh, when the series ends. There's that one season in Dragon Ball where there's like a transition where Goku is like become a teen. Right. So it seemed more egregious to me at the time when I was thinking about the fact that I, th- I, I was like, Goku must have been about 10 when the series ended. It's been five years. Yeah. Like, what's going he's on here? He's <laughs> with a four and a half year old. What's going on here? Yeah, we, but, we lifted up and think he's like 25 yeah, at the like, start of DBZ. So. Makes a little bit more sense. Yes. <laughs> um, we also find out that there's going to be no martial arts training for Gohan because Chi-Chi doesn't allow it. Come she on, wants Chi-Chi. him to be a, you know, a nice... Uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, uh, what does he? What does he say? It uh, an orthopedist. He that, wants yeah, him to be. He wants that's to what be. he wants to be. Is yeah. an orthopedist. Oh yeah, Chi Chi wants him to be like a scientist or yeah, something. Yeah, she says he's right? so good at science. I'm gonna yeah. make him do more math. <laughs> yeah, and then Balma asks, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And Gohan says he wants to be an orthopedist. What? Uh, those are some aspirations, those kid. Are some aspirations <laughs> for a four-year-old. Uh, they also notice that Gohan still has a tail. Uh, anything weird happen at night, Goku? <laughs> like turning into a giant ape and killing everyone, potentially? Potentially. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. <laughs> it is it is funny that Goku has zero memory of that happening to him, because it used to happen to him on Dragon Ball. Yeah. And it was always a big deal, because they couldn't figure out how to get him all chilled out and stuff like yeah. that. 
and hence why he doesn't have a tail because they removed it. Right. Because <laughs> they didn't want him to turn into a giant ape anymore. Um, Balma points out that the Dragon Ball Gohan's hat is the four-star uh, Dragon Ball. That one belonged to Goku's grandfather, the man that raised him, and who he accidentally killed. So it's, right. It's uh, kind of tragic if you think about it. It is kind of tragic, <laughs> and it's weird that so... Is there no wishes in Dragon Ball that you remember? So when they finally get the Dragon Balls, there's there's like one or two wishes in the whole series. Like that was a really big deal in it. And I think the wish that they used was to like put everything back to normal. Okay. And for some reason that didn't include Gohan, Goku's grandfather Gohan, not his son Gohan. Yeah. I wish I could remember this interesting. Because it's weird that he had, this is his Dragon Ball. So what, he's had that for ever we're assuming until this point there's it seems like then there's been no wishes because otherwise what he just always finds the four star one somehow so his grandfather if i remember right had the four star dragon ball like at the beginning of the series like he had always had had it oh sure so there that's where like the first dragon ball came from and i think he knew about the powers of the dragon ball but it wasn't like a well-known thing. Sure. And then Bulma, man, I got to really rewatch Dragon Ball now. Yeah. I want to get some of these specifics down. Yeah. Um, we also find out that Goku also has the three and the six star uh, Dragon Balls. Um, Goku just finds them for fun. Finds them for fun. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So he just flies around and just looks at the ground and looking for a glint. And oh, there's one. And there's one. There's one. He's not using Bulma's Dragon Radar. Right? Because right. she has it. Right, yeah. So he just finds them for fun. Just finds them. It seems like a thing that Goku would do. Like, he'd oh, have definitely. the luck of finding... Dra- oh, look what I found, a Dragon Ball! Yeah. <laughs> I have three of them now. <laughs> um, Krillin and Goku, they huck some rocks for fun, but we see that Goku is massively stronger than Krillin at this point. Well, you gotta one-up Krillin like that. You <laughs> can just time. skip a rock like normal. No. <laughs> nope. If the, the rock should have, like, uh, burst through the sound barrier or something. <laughs> yeah. Then... <laughs> came back around the world and hit him in the back <laughs> that, that would have been funny i like that that would have been funny <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly goku's spidey senses are tingling and that can only mean one thing raditz <laughs> so raditz at the kame house <laughs> kame house kame 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 because it's kame hame ha kame so it's kame and kami Yep. Those are pretty close, right? Yeah, it is pretty close. pretty close. Uh, the power that Goku can sense from Raditz is unlike anything he has ever felt before. It's an awful power. <laughs> it's an awful power. <laughs> and Roshi literally smells death in the air. Like, that's Ooh, not good. <laughs> that ain't good. <laughs> oh, it smells like death. <laughs> uh, Raditz is very disappointed in Goku. Your mission was to kill every man. Everyone. <laughs> What's the deal, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's also surprised that Goku has no memory from being uh, uh, from a different planet. And then we find out Goku's backstory. I mean, this backstory is awesome. But before we even get into it, how the hell would he remember? He was a baby when he was sent. He's like so mad at him. Did you hit your head when you were a kid? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. But still, even if he had not hit his head, why would he have some giant recollection of the planet he was shipped off from when he was a baby? Yeah, he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's a simple answer. That's the simple answer is he wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but Goku's backstory is kind of interesting. Um, we find his... His grandfather, Gohan, had found Goku in his pod, just like Raditz. Goku was wild and a real handful, uh, until he fell into a ravine and suffered a serious head wound. (laughs) (laughs) Just giving Goku amnesia. 
like you said, I really don't think they needed to explain this away. No. Um, for some reason, this made me think of massive head wound Harry from SNL, Dana Carvey. Did you ever see that skit? No, I didn't. He's just this dude at a party with a massive head wound, and everybody's <laughs> like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Massive head wound Harry. Google it. Nice. <laughs> YouTube it. <laughs> but that's how we got our fun-loving Goku today, because he has a massive head injury. Yeah. Like he No has... one else would have survived, they say, no. except for him. So he has traumatic brain trauma, doesn't he? Yes, like, he does. the rest of his life. Traumatic brain trauma It made him a very naive And very nice guy That can kick some dudes butts (laughs) You mean I'm from another planet? Yeah, that's what we're getting at here That's what we're saying, Goku (laughs) Well, that would explain a lot Yes, it would, Bulma Yes, it would (laughs) We get a little bit of Raditz backstory too And we learn all about the Saiyans They're from planet Vegeta They're space warriors Um, And Raditz is Goku's big brother uh, Goku was sent to Earth to kill everyone so the Saiyans can sell the planets to who? Uh, planet <laughs> buyers? <laughs> so, like, to take a page from uh, South Park, step one, kill everyone. Step two, question marks. <laughs> step three, profit. Profit. <laughs> Great plan, guys. Good plan. <laughs> Great plan. Like, literally, who are they selling these planets to? Yeah, and they take pride <laughs> on their job. He said, okay. <laughs> Uh, Raditz says that Goku should have been able to kill everyone in about a year because, uh, especially because Earth has a nice big moon. Uh, and that's what the transformations that the science, that's what transforms the Saiyans into the giant apes is the giant moon. So is it any moon is the like size of the moon in comparison to the size of the ape you get from the trans transition? I don't know. Transformation is it differ? So like if you were on like Mars that has like a bunch of tiny moons, would it only be like a little bit bigger? Right. You know, like- or... <laughs> you know, the size of a gorilla yeah. as opposed to the great aim. Yeah, something. or if it was like, I know you can't stand on Jupiter, but Jupiter's got like hundreds of moons. Yeah. Would he be even bigger than now or, or bigger than on Earth? That is a good question. And they always get to be about the same size no matter where they're at, but yeah. that's okay. <clears throat> um, surely you've looked at the full moon since you've been on Earth. I don't what? know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Balma, Krillin, and Roshi do. <laughs> That's, I mean, that was, like we said, that was the purpose. Most of their purpose in all of Dragon Ball was whenever he transformed, when Goku transforms, to get him to not be transformed anymore. Right. <laughs> uh, Goku is none too happy about Raditz has to say, and he wants Raditz to leave. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Uh, Planet Vegeta has been destroyed, and the Saiyans are in short supply. There's only four left, which there's a lot more than four left, aren't there? Right. Yeah, huh. he says there's only four, but there's a lot more than there's four. There's more. So Goku's going to have to go with Raditz, whether he likes it or not. I'd die before I join you gang of pirates like you. <laughs> if you won't join us, I'll settle, for take- I'll settle for taking your boy instead. Over Goku's dead body. <laughs> uh, Goku stands no chance against Raditz. <laughs> yeah. No chance. One knee takes him out. Yeah, just takes him out and, like... Inflicts some of the most pain you see Goku get the inflicted on him in the series, in right? In the entire series. Like, all the way up to Super. Like, he never <laughs> stays on the ground for that yeah, long. Yeah, other than when he gets, like, the heart disease. Oh, or I forgot again. about but that. As, as a move from an enemy, yeah, he's just out. <laughs> Can we take a second to talk about that? That Goku basically died from heart disease. Goku like, did basically die from heart disease. It's a silent killer. Silent killer. <laughs> That's such a weird... It affects everybody. I forgot that that happened in Dragon Ball, that he had a heart condition that yeah. they had to that's kind of weird to me yeah. like that was the only thing that could stop him yeah, was heart basically <laughs> and, but it does not stop spoiler <laughs> he, he does not die that way <laughs> in the long run 
<laughs> we are going to try to keep spoilers to a minimum-ish. Try yeah. not to give any two like major spoilers, as if right. any of you have n- are watching and have never watched the yeah. show before. But some are going to slip out. Just yeah. so you know, some are going to slip out. It'll be hard not to talk about this show without mentioning stuff that happened before or after. So we'll just keep it to a minimum, like yeah. you said, Trav. Like Raditz says, Planet Vegeta was destroyed by a comet. Spoiler, that is not what happened. No, that's not what happened. We won't tell you what, but that is not what happened. That is not what happened. Raditz decides to take Raditz decides to take Gohan as collateral and tells Goku he has a day to change his mind. Uh, and leave with Raditz, but he has to prove he's serious. Uh, Goku has to kill 100 Earthlings and pile them up on the beach. That's pretty brutal. That's pretty serious. (laughs) That's pretty serious. (laughs) I'll be back tomorrow for a head count. (laughs) Jesus, Raditz. (laughs) Take it easy, bro. (laughs) Uh, Balma, Roshi, and Krillin try to tell Raditz that Goku won't kill anyone. I mean, Goku won't unless he has to. Right. And even then, he really doesn't ever kill anybody. He kind of killed Cell, right? Kind of. Yes. Yeah, he did, actually. He did, but he it did. was... He, he made him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made him do it. He made him do it. <laughs> uh, Raditz does leave with Gohan, and Gohan is just such a crybaby. Like, I, such a crybaby. He's I, so annoying in the beginning. He really, he really is super annoying in the beginning of this series. It's really tough For to... For someone like, who started the show when you started the show, yes. and he is like the pinnacle of ultimate badass yes. as a teenager. yes. He is so annoying he as is, a kid. He is really annoying. At as least, a kid. especially as this really young kid, he gets a little better on Namek in season two. Yeah, he gets. Yeah, he actually pumps becomes pretty cool at that point. Yeah, but uh, and then later on, he gets kind of lame again. Yeah, then, but he's, yeah later in life, then he gets lame again gets after lame again. the pinnacle of badass. Yeah, but yeah. then he gets cool again. Then he does get cool again. All right, I'll give it to you, Gohan. I'll, I'll give, give it, it to you. To you. <laughs> Uh, I'm expecting great things from you, brother. Don't let me down. <laughs> uh, Goku calls for Nimbus to chase Raditz down, but the others talk some sense into him because, like, you're gonna get killed by Raditz, dude. Yeah, you got no chance, man. <laughs> no chance in his current state. Uh, Goku, be- Goku, being the best fighter on Earth, already has an angle though. Raditz's tail—it's his weakness, right? Yep. Uh, Goku will need some help though. Uh, Roshi and Krillin are out because they have already been wished back by the Dragon Balls at one point, and uh, that's no longer a thing in the series, so that's something that kind of changes a little bit, so no spoiler there, I guess. Uh, They say the dragon won't make the same wish twice, but the dragon makes the same wish twice. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, That convention does go out pretty quickly in the later sagas because they just basically get to wish whatever, whatever they want, right? Right. At any point. Am I correct in that? Like, they basically wish everybody back whenever they want now. Well, because it's different Dragon Balls. Oh, yeah. It's so the Universal the, Dragon Ball. Yep, yeah. yep. These ones, and then they've used the Namek ones. Yes. So they get Krillin back again. Yes. So, that. no, they do stick with that convention. I kind of forgot about the switching of the Dragon yep. Balls. And then Dende makes new Dragon uh, Balls. That's right. So, so they that's how they got around it, because the Dragon Balls, they switched. That's, yep. your, that's how. Thank you for enlightening me. I had forgotten about the fact that... They use the Dragon Balls on Namek, which are like the size of basketballs. And those give three wishes. Three wishes, like the Universal Dragon Balls, right? Those give three wishes. And then the ones that Dende remakes are more powerful, right? Right. They have a larger scope or something like that. Something like that. Something like that. I had forgotten all about that. Thank you, Trev. (laughs) Uh, Balma says to use the Dragon Radar to track Gohan. Smart, Balma. Thanks a lot. Goku is going after Gohan and Raditz at this point. And enter Piccolo. 
you'll never succeed. You're all too weak. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Piccolo's way of saying, I want to help, guys. Yeah, I'm here to help. <laughs> Uh, Goku and Piccolo team up. Uh, it's the only hope that the Z fighters have. They're not the Z fighters yet, but I like calling them that. Yeah. Uh, they were former enemies. It's pretty obvious. They kind of talk about the fact that Piccolo's like, I still want to kill you, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why should Goku trust him? He can't, basically. He can't. Nobody well, thinks that they can trust him yet. Uh, Piccolo doesn't really care about Gohan, only that Raditz isn't successful. That's, right. That's it. He doesn't really care much else beyond that. Yeah. Uh, looks like we got a team. Uh, you in? I'm in, US. SOB. <laughs> and off the new teammates go. They should have been holding hands. That would have been cute. That would have been very cute. <laughs> uh, and I did say we were talking about, we, we had a, a partial watch through of this together. And I thought that Gohan could not fly yet. Goku. He, Goku can, could not fly. He Goku can. can fly, but yep. it takes up too much energy. It takes so up too much energy. That's which is kind of a it. running theme with multiple techniques and transformations yes. throughout the show. It's like yes. they can do things sooner than you believe but they don't waste the energy they don't waste the energy it's kind of interesting um i had forgotten about that stuff um do you think that uh, goku and piccolo as we are in the series right now do you think that they actually have a chance getting away from all previous and new knowledge that you have of the two do you think the series has set it up the fact that they have a chance to defeat raditz i mean obviously yeah. you have to assume that if the hero is teaming up with someone else and Gohan is there, clearly has been hinted, has this power level that's mm -hmm. innately high, that they have a chance, definitely. You yeah. don't quite know the scope of how strong Raditz is, but even if you've never seen the show, even if you're watching it brand new and you're assuming there's only going to be one season, there's no way you're assuming Raditz is going to destroy these guys. No, you'd have to assume that that's going to make it past five episodes. But I definitely don't think you would see what happens happening. No. There's no, no way. No, I don't think so either. Um, we get a quick, oh, well, Roshi thinks that they have a chance, so that's good, because Roshi is the one that trained Goku and Krillin yeah. through their youth, so that's good. Um, we see Chi-Chi again, and she's wondering where her boy's at. She still has no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah. They've been Snaking gone. food. <laughs> <laughs> so, real time, they've been gone for hours. Right. It's not been too long. There hasn't been yeah. a night cycle. So, I mean, yeah, whatever, right? It's pre-cell phone. Who knows where they could be, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think, so she's a former fighter. She yes. would have some sort. You'd think she'd have some sort of ability to like feel that there's something weird going on. You would think so. On like the most basic level, yeah. being like, eh, this is kind of some weird. sort of spidey sense tingling. Yeah. Not being like, hey, there's a gigantic power level directly east or whatever, but have some sort of inkling that something's going on. But right. she doesn't. She has nothing. Nothing. Um, Raditz and Gohan are at the Raditz crater where he landed and uh, puts Gohan into that space pod uh, because of the crying. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, kid, you're a Saiyan. Stop your bitching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Raditz wants something to eat, but he's distracted by his scouter. A power of 710 within 50 meters? But where? Gohan, duh, you idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> Come on, dude. The, the scouter previously... Pointed an arrow directly at the power source. Yeah. <laughs> then he was trying to figure out. And the uh, first time scouter user. <laughs> I'm not understanding. He's got to get the manual out. Oh, yeah. my God. I don't even know what this means. Come on. He's, that would have been an interesting 10 minutes of show. He's just sitting <laughs> on the ground paging through a manual. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then he does think, though, he does figure out that it's a Gohan, that it is Gohan, and he thinks that his scouter could is potentially broken because uh, Gohan can't have that high of a power level because he's a child. Right. Um, Raditz does detect Goku and Piccolo. At first, he thinks it's just one of them at a power of 650. Yep. There's two. One's 320 and one's 330. I'm assuming Gohan or Goku is the 320, Piccolo's the 330. So I think it's the other way. Other way around. Because... Uh, yeah, 320 because he said 322 about Piccolo earlier. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense a lot. But weirdly enough, and maybe you'll say this, when Piccolo takes off his clothes and armor, his power level then goes higher than does. Goku's does when Goku takes his weighted clothes off. So they're, they're very interchangeably close. Yeah. And they both know how to concentrate their energy. Yeah. So, Six of one, half a dozen of the other at this point? Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, Go, um, uh, Raditz still thinks that his uh, scouter is broken because there's no way that Goku could know where they are, but they've got right. the dragon radar, so they know exactly where, they, where <laughs> he is. But it's them, and now Raditz knows that Gohan really is that powerful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, the showdown begins, though, so... Um, it's kind of cool. We're finally getting in a little bit of action here. Yeah. Uh, so does the small talk, though. <laughs> <laughs> they do like to talk about what they're going to do in this yeah, show, which yes. is it's it's a cool like it's a cool aspect of the show that uh, it it can become a little bit like just start punching each other in the face, please. Yes. But the dialogue is good enough that it's funny in times. Definitely. And uh, we've talked about where this series is kind of taking itself seriously, where later Dragon Ball Z acknowledges the fact that it is a little bit goofy yeah and does some stuff tongue-in-cheek especially in super if you're especially in super especially in super so it is interesting to take these things at face value um piccolo still gets some jokes in so they're still a little bit self-aware of what's going on yeah um goku is there for his son obviously so uh, uh raditz wants goiku go, goiku who's goiku goiku uh raditz wants goku to join him and piccolo wants everyone to just shut the hell up <laughs> uh, uh raditz has had enough and now it's time to fight uh piccolo and goku shed their weighted clothing uh that ought to do it piccolo unless you can think of anything else yeah, what the hell else? <laughs> what, do do? <laughs> what am I, your tailor? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the better lines from Piccolo. Definitely. Um, Raditz still thinks they're fools, and he's still ten times stronger than the two of them. I don't want you to join us anymore. You would just slow us down. You're a disgrace to all Saiyans. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Goku and Piccolo are outmatched, obviously. Obviously. Uh, they can't even see him when he's fighting. He's just too fast. I, I love that, like, going back to the time when this is a shock, you know, and eventually in the show, even in DBZ, that's how all fights are. Yep. I, I remember some kids that were into the show um, early that fell out of love with the show because the fighting was so much, like, fast-paced and just two specks yeah. smacking each other constantly in the air. So it is funny to go back to the point when they're, like, flabbergasted. How could he be this fast? But power levels go so insanely far beyond this beginning. Right, right. Uh, when you bring that up, the fat when they do that, that's one of my favorite parts of the I, series. I, I love know, that. I know, like, I love it. Ping, yeah. ping. I love that I stuff. Agreed. <laughs> I, there is zero I don't love about this show. 
Uh, Goku needs to find a way to grab Raditz's tail. Yes, Raditz's tail. Raditz's tail. <laughs> so Raditz must be one of those, like, the plural is its name. Right. Because, like, my last name is Morehouse. You don't say Morehouses. Yeah. It's the Morehouses. No, you say Morehouse. Yeah. I don't know. That's not a good example. I don't know. I'm <laughs> kind of Coetzes. Yeah, it's just weird. Not a good example on my part. My bad. <laughs> Uh, Raditz is so, like, relaxed in this fight that he literally wants to make a game out of it. Yeah. Which of you can last against me the longest? The rules are simple. I cause both of you a great deal of pain and you writhe around in agony. The loser's the first to beg for mercy. <laughs> Sounds He's fun. He's got some really good trash talk. <laughs> he does. For not being able to back it up. Yeah, in the no, run. he really does. Sounds like a lot of fun to me. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> and so Goku quickly is like, Gohan, you safe? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'll just cry in here for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the fight is on. Let's, Let's do this, Piccolo. <laughs> Piccolo and Goku charge at the same time. Uh, their speed is literally no match for Raditz. He just easily just starts landing blow after blow. Yeah. On them. It's not even a thing. It's not just, even a thing. Not even a thing. Culminating in an en- energy blast that Goku and Piccolo both have to dodge. Piccolo was not completely successful. Not so much. No, he's missing an arm. Which he's missing an arm. Is it is like a thing for Piccolo. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Is it always the same arm? <laughs> I, you know, probably. Probably. Because eventually Vegeta is always holding the same arm whenever he gets damaged <laughs> throughout the series too. They make fun of that. Uh, it is. It is true. He's always that is. I bet you it is the same. It's arm probably always time. his left arm. We'll have That's to keep funny. track of that. That's funny. Uh, oh, and they are again at a standoff now. Um, Raditz is basically unfazed at this point. He doesn't oh, yeah. even look like he's breathing heavy. Um, and Piccolo's missing arm is revealed. It's not as bad as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Has anyone seen my arm? <laughs> it's green. <laughs> I love that one. That is just pure comedic genius. So good. <laughs> Uh, we next see Roshi, Krillin, and Bulma um, out looking for the Dragon Balls. I'm assuming that's what they're doing, right? Yeah. They, they never really are like, hey, let's look for some Dragon Balls. They're just yeah. kind of doing it. Um, back to the fight. And uh, uh, Piccolo asks Goku, you got any new techniques? <laughs> nope, nope. Wish I did. <laughs> Piccolo's like, well, I do. Well, I do. Save your ass again. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, he can do it with one arm. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Uh, it takes five minutes, though, for him to uh, gather the energy to do it. It's untested, never used against an opponent. Opponent. Um, he was planning on using it against Goku. So, yeah. I mean, maybe you want to test it once before you try to kill somebody with it, even if you... <laughs> you know, maybe. Yeah, Goku is his ultimate enemy, so test yeah. it once. Yeah, give it a test run. At least on, like, a mountain or something. Something else I like about this is that he says it's going to take five minutes, and this is probably... The only time in the series where five minutes actually takes about five minutes, or maybe even less. By the time we get to Super, five minutes could be 20 episodes. It really could. It, it really, it happens. <laughs> it does so, happen. So I, I like that it's so much more simplistic in the beginning. Here. It is. It is. And it's like, it, it was. It was, a le- it was legitimately five minutes. It was legitimately <laughs> actually five minutes. I should have timed it. <laughs> that's like legitimately five minutes. That's a that's a great point, Trev, because that stuff really gets prolonged in later episodes. Oh, oh yeah. Really gets prolonged. Um, so the plan is Goku to distract Raditz. So Piccolo's like, Goku, go get your ass kicked. I'm going to stand here <laughs> yeah. and grunt a bunch. <laughs> 
But it is a cool face-off. Goku and Raditz one-on-one. I like that. Uh, Goku is no match, but you can tell he's learning, right? He's learning. Slightly better than that first encounter. Yeah, he's fearless, and he definitely learns on the fly. So it's time to whip out the big guns. Oh, yeah. Kamehameha. Kamehameha. Uh, he can control the beam, which is something that he was able to do in Dragon Ball. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was something he could do in Dragon Ball. Um, it does take forever for him to say it, though. Um, and that does not change. No, no. <laughs> Ka-me- and he's dead because <laughs> he took too long to say the damn attack. But uh, more so, Raditz is just, like, blown away yeah. that he can concentrate his energy into one spot. Yeah, and he's, like, blown away by the amount of energy because yeah. it's in that thousand that thousand range. And we learned that around 1,300 is about his maximum ability to block. So yeah. um, Raditz does just turn to block the beam. He withstands it unscathed. Yep. He canceled it out. Goku <laughs> can't believe it. Uh, but now it's Raditz's turn. It's Raditz's turn. That's another thing that you got to get used to with this series. It's a lot of taking turns, kicking each other's asses. Turn-based. <laughs> Turn-based ass-kicking. <laughs> well, now it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> uh, and with an energy blast of his own, he knocks Goku out of the sky. Yep. Uh, Go- Gohan sees his father fall from the sky and cries about it. What else would he do? Yeah. Uh, he, it is... At this point, it is a little bit pertinent to the story because you can see him getting whipped up in a frenzy over oh, it, oh, you know. Yeah. But still, he's just sitting there crying about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raditz sees the amount of p- uh, power that Piccolo has amassed, and he realizes that he can't block that attack from Piccolo. But he's going to take it straight on, anyways. He's going to take it straight on. <laughs> All right, Green Man, let's see what you've got. <laughs> <laughs> and Piccolo shoots his shot. Special beam cannon. What a sick move! It is a sick move, and it's still. He still uses it he to this still day because it. it's badass. Except it does not take him five minutes. <laughs> no, anymore. no, no. So is Piccolo's special beam cannon and Vegeta's Gaelic gun like the same attack, different name? Because they have a similar look, right? So Gaelic gun actually looks a lot more like Kamehameha. So Kamehameha is a blue wave and Gaelic gun is like a purple pink wave. I thought it had the spirally thing around it. Like, nope. which is that? Which attack is that? I can't think of another one that does that other than Piccolo's. I thought that he had, I thought Vegeta had a purpley one that looked a lot like the special beam cannon. I don't think so. Is it possible that Vegeta used special beam cannon? That's possible. Otherwise, Cell uses special beam cannon Maybe that's at one what point thinking. because he has all the moves yeah. programmed in him. And then Frieza has a move that's close-ish to that as well so, that he fires off his finger. So there's attacks that are like that, but not from Vegeta. I'm probably confusing Vegeta for a different character then. Uh, it seems like I've seen a purple one before, and that is definitely Frieza, isn't it? Probably. Definitely that's Frieza. That's what I'm thinking when yeah, you say probably. Um, Raditz mostly dodges it. Uh, the beam destroys a mountain behind yeah. him, which I love that. Boom. Boom. The nuke sounds. Open. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, stuff. So if you didn't realize the scale of how powerful these attacks, mm-hmm. you you do now. You do now. There's no denying it. He just took a huge chunk out of that mountain. Yeah. There's no denying it. Uh, Piccolo 
cannot believe that Raditz was able to dodge the attack. Which he should be able to. Yes. <laughs> they were, he was fast earlier. You think yes. he's just going to stand there and take it? Yeah, and he says, Piccolo says, he's faster than the speed of light. <laughs> well, yeah, we kind of established <laughs> that established that a little bit. <laughs> but now it's Raditz' turn to attack with his double Sunday. Double Sunday. So is that S-U-N-D-A-Y or is that S-U-N-D-E-A? Is it like a, the ice cream Sunday or like the day Sunday? I don't know. I've always thought it was the day Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I think no, that's what they put in the video games. Yeah, so. that makes sense. What a, what a, I wish I knew the origins of calling it Double Sunday. Yeah, I wish seriously. I knew. I wish I knew. So, so many weird ass named attacks. It is. Uh, so he's all like, he's ready to do this attack, right? And then Goku's like, mm, got your tail. Got your tail. <laughs> got your tail. Uh, so now it's round two for the special beam cannon. Uh, Raditz tries to lie his way out of the situation because he's just on the ground now with Goku just yeah. completely gripping his tail as yeah. tightly as he can. Um, it's obviously a trick, and Goku is fucking stupid for letting go of his tail. <laughs> like, come on, dude. God damn it, Goku. And what does he get for letting go of his tail? He gets an elbow to the face and a foot to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> That's the what you get. hell were you thinking, <laughs> you, you moron? Uh, quick little check-in with Chi-Chi, because she's still a character. She's still here. <laughs> and then back to Goku getting his chest stomped in. That looked painful. That looked very <laughs> painful. But good for, uh, luckily for Goku, it was as painful and as distressing as it was because it sets Gohan off. And yeah. this is the catalyst to the rest of this uh, couple of episodes. Oh, so. for sure. He busts the hell out of that pod. Just bust it up. Bust it up. And that bug cocoon. That bug cocoon. <laughs> uh, no one can believe what they're saying. This space-faring vehicle that crashed into earth at thousands of miles an hour was just destroyed by a four and a half year old yeah. you know like nobody can believe it no, uh, and regardless if the good guys win the fight here raditz is stuck on earth yeah he's not going anywhere <laughs> until someone else comes to get him because that ship is done that ship is definitely done that is definitely done uh gohan is little kid cry angry and oh like, yeah you know what i mean oh yeah <laughs> right? they're just so pissed tantrum times 10 <laughs> we We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> a power level of 1,000, what does he say, 1,370? I think he says 1,370. I think he says 1,370. Power level of 1,370? That's impossible, and it's still going up. <laughs> uh, Gohan explodes with a head smash and nearly ends it for Raditz. Like, the look on Raditz's face is like, I don't think I've ever been hit like that before. Yeah. Because he's never been hit like that before. Uh, no one's ever done that to me. All of Gohan's power is gone, though, now. Yep. All of it's gone. Uh, Gohan gets bitch slapped by Raditz. <laughs> yeah. Totally just... Whoosh, whoosh, pure comedy. Oh, and then he's got the hilarious <laughs> yeah. scrolling eyes. <laughs> you know? uh, it's, I mean, it's used to make you hate Raditz even more, but right. I, I laugh every time I oh, see that. definitely. <laughs> every time. Gohan is knocked the F out, and that's how he remains for a while now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gohan is a huge threat to Raditz, so he is uh, going to kill Gohan. I yeah. mean, that's just next thing. Um, at least Raditz is honorable about it. Honorable about yeah, it. Yeah, sort of. It seems very cultural, right? Like yeah. a dog eat dog. Like I'm gonna eliminate any rival I have. I don't care who you are, type of thing. Yeah. Um, he's like it's a whole. He's stronger than me, so uh, I'm gonna kill him. It seems uh, honorable saying death. I don't know. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but not before Goku puts him in a full Nelson. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so. He's weakened at this point, right? And that's Definitely. why he can't bust out of that full Nelson because he's triple the strength of Gohan of or Go Goku. Goku. I would assume that. That's, yeah. I mean, all we can assume at this point is... 
because I think that too. Even when he takes the hit, it's like he doesn't have just a burst of energy to try to like jump with Goku or right. something. But yeah, it's got to be that that hurt. That, it must <laughs> that did more than knock the wind out of me. Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, it it cracked his chest plate where Goku or uh, Piccolo's special beam cannon destroyed part of his armor. So like the force that they that's like an equal ish force. Definitely. And if you could you, you could even consider Gohan's head strike on Raditz to maybe even be stronger because wouldn't that chest piece be further reinforced than a shoulder cowl or Agreed. whatever? Agreed. I feel like it'd be like taking a bullet and a bulletproof vest but times five yeah like, i think that's a like really good way to put it. it but it He's, it hurt he needs to go to the hospital <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is in no shape to be taking a full nelson from <laughs> uh perfect time now though for piccolo to try his special beam cannon perfect time for piccolo to try his special beam cannon part two again the sequel the sequel <laughs> He literally cannot wait to kill Raditz. He's like maniacally laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I already got the test run. You're done this time. Don't fall for any tricks this time. Uh, Raditz tries anyways. I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, Goku is pretty dumb. <laughs> you realize this attack will kill you too. Yeah, I'm totally worth totally it. Totally <laughs> worth it, bro. Uh, Piccolo finds Goku's sacrifice to be um, sarcastically noble. It kind of yeah. seems like, oh, way to go, dude. You're going to die for this. Uh, <laughs> he's literally thinking like two birds with one stone at yeah, this point. I'm going to kill def- you both. <laughs> definitely. Like, we don't have to end this truce anymore. I can just kill you now. <laughs> I hate Goku. I hate this other space dude. So yeah, hold on tight, Goku. Hold on tight, and then I'm going to need to do something about that kid. (laughs) Uh, Piccolo is aware, though, that Goku could be brought back by the Dragon Ball. So at least that's in his his head, at least. Yeah. 1,440 and still rising, Piccolo is nearly ready to blast Raditz and Goku into oblivion. (laughs) Prepare yourself, Goku. It is time. Time for you to die. Time for you to die. That is a really, like, dark statement like, that is way dark prepare yourself dude you're gonna die <laughs> you're dead right now <laughs> get ready <laughs> and that's exactly what he does and within the first five episodes the main character dies <laughs> right and you know i said i can't see how that could possibly happen in the beginning of the show but he does die he does die <laughs> but spoiler alert he <laughs> makes another appearance in the series we'll let you see when that happens believe it or not there's like 300 episodes he does make another he's, he's still uh, a recurring character and he will not be dead forever no 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 no, no. so we got goku dead dead raditz dead super dead gohan ko'd ko'd Piccolo down to one arm and panting. Definitely. He's, he's armless. <laughs> Raditz and Goku aren't technically dead yet, but they're as good as dead. So. They're as good as dead. Uh, Piccolo they're... does make sure that Raditz knows that Goku will be brought back to life uh, while he will not. That's pretty dark and brutal. That's dark and brutal and awesome. <laughs> it is I awesome. Love it. My pleasure when he tells him how he's going to survive. Uh, but Raditz kind of has his own little trick up the sleeve, right? Yeah. Uh, the scouter that he has on his head has been sending out all of this video to the other Saiyans uh, yeah. to see what's going on. So he says in one year, mu- uh, much stronger Saiyans will be on Earth and they will find the Dragon Balls. That's not good. That is not good. That is not good. <laughs> so back to Chi Chi real quick. And her father, the Ox King, is visiting with gifts. Still no husband and no child. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> she was making food like hours ago, seemingly. (laughs) Dinner was, or that must have been lunch, I guess. Lunch was a few hours ago. So the Ox King in Dragon Ball is one of Goku's first big opponents. Oh, really? And that's how he meets 
Chi-Chi. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? Uh, Balma, Krillin, and Roshi, they arrive on the scene, and Goku is hanging on by a thread, and Raditz is dead at this time. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm thank, thank the Lord that he's dead, because literally I'm sick of typing. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was really sick of typing Raditz on yeah. my computer. I don't know why. I hated typing that. I misspelled it a whole bunch of times because it's only R-A-D-I-T-Z. I put a double D in there sometimes, double yeah. T in there sometimes. Rad. <laughs> it's. Rad it's. Rad. Oh, double D makes it look like rad tits. Double D, rad tits. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, two of the other Saiyans, though, are paying attention far, far away. It's Vegeta and Nappa. Yeah. Um, a very odd-looking Vegeta. Very odd-looking. So Vegeta. you had a little bit of insight on the odd-looking Vegeta, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, so it's called Planet Ardla Vegeta, supposedly. And it's kind of just widely assumed that it's like the hue of that planet or the color of that planet. Because Nappa looks a little bit different, but Vegeta looks very different. Yeah. I mean, his armor is literally like green and he has brown hair. And they made a Funko Pop for that that's the most valuable DBZ Funko Pop. When I was first getting into it years ago, that was worth $3,000. I don't know if it's still selling for $3,000, but yeah. Do that, you ha- do you have it? I do not no. have that one. No, no, no. I got into collecting those years after that one was created, and it's vaulted, so you can't get it unless you buy it overpriced from oh. some other collector at this point. But yeah, Planet Arla Vegeta. Very weird. ISO, anybody out there, mail it to us. Give it the yeah, trap. Mail it to us. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vegeta is super interested in the Dragon Balls, and oh, yeah. that is a big thing for him for quite a while. Yeah. It's just being solely interested in the Dragon Balls to wish himself to be the strongest warrior in the universe. Yeah. That's it. You know, that's his main thing. You know, I'm pretty it's... interested in them Dragon Balls. Eternal life, what do you think now? <laughs> Living forever? Sounds great. <laughs> Thanks, Nappa. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. So Such dumb. a dumb line. So dumb. <laughs> uh, back with Bulma, Roshi, and the Z Fighters. Still not the Z Fighters yet, but close enough. Close enough. Uh, Gohan is still KO'd, and Goku dies. Yeah. Um, that's pretty sad, right? Yeah, that's pretty sad. Yeah, he gets his own goodbye in a still shot in a sepia tone. That's how you know it's serious, because it's sepia tone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nappa and Vegeta head off in their pods with dreams of becoming Super Saiyans. Aww. Uh, <laughs> Goku disappears because Kami has taken him um, for a bold new adventure. In one year, two new Saiyans will arrive on Earth, and we need Goku by then. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that they already mentioned the lore of Super Saiyans yeah. at this point, and it takes a long time. Spoiler alert, it takes a long time, and Nappa is not the first Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to wait to find out who. What do you think a bald guy looks like that turns Super Saiyan? That'd be one gold mustache. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's about it. <laughs> It'd probably get really big, right? Really, really big. I like it. Sort of like a Dr. Robotnik mustache almost. Yeah, definitely. Really, really big out there. <laughs> uh, with Goku gone to the afterlife, the main goal for Bulma, Roshi, and Krillin is the Dragon Balls. Um, and uh, ever the tech wizard, Bulma takes the takes and reprograms Rats, Raditz Scouter. And like. Come on, this makes no sense. I I mean, I love Bulma. She's super smart. Yes. But she just pulls out this little utility thing that turns into a flathead screwdriver, <laughs> pops this thing open, taps on it a little bit, and she's like, yeah, that was crazy. I'm going to reprogram this, and we'll use... No. <laughs> I don't care how smart you are. There's no way all she needed was a flathead screwdriver to reprogram this thing. 
Give it a rest. Completely foreign alien technology she's never touched before in her yeah. life, and she knows exactly what to do. Exactly <laughs> what to do. And all you have to do to pop it open is push a flathead screwdriver in some compartment because she doesn't twist it or anything. Yep. Oh, she, my God. She changes the language on it from their language uh, to <laughs> Balma's language, which is Japanese, with... They didn't program Japanese into the scouter. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what Japanese is. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh, my God. It's even more unbelievable than I thought it was. But her intentions were good because she's, us- good. she's using it. They, she wants to use the scouter to be able to find Yamcha and maybe even Tien. So. Right. Uh, her ex-boyfriend, Yamcha. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But first, Piccolo needs to gross everyone out by regenerating his arm. Yeah. <laughs> it looks And not pre warn anybody. He just starts grunting <gasps> louder. <gasps> Are you all right, Piccolo? He's pooping. Oh, wait. That was his arm. It's his arm. That's pretty gross. <laughs> Piccolo, that was gross. <laughs> that was nasty. Please warn us so I don't have to watch that happen. <laughs> yeah. It's horrifying. Uh, Piccolo does have a special request, though, right? He wants Gohan to, he wants to take Gohan to give him special training. Uh, Piccolo thinks Gohan is even stronger than they have already seen, which is pretty incredible because he outranks pretty much everybody that has been around on the show so far. Yeah, and Krillin's like, special training, no way, you're going to eat him. (laughs) He's like, no, I'm not. I thought that was so weird. Like, what do you mean? Piccolo only drinks water. I mean, maybe he doesn't know that, but you seriously think what he's trying to do is eat Gohan? (laughs) And then, yeah, and then Roshi's like, maybe he should ask Chi Chi. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, just take him. I'm not asking. Nope. And Bulma is, is holding on to him and just completely freely lets him go. And she's like, oh, I'm just a bad babysitter, I guess. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Bulma. You, you are. Know, thanks, Bulma. <laughs> Very tech savvy, but not great with children. Nope. Bad with children, Bulma. <laughs> Get it? Come on, Bulma. <laughs> Eventually, you're a good mother, but right yeah. now, you are not ready. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to deal with time travel and like future kids and stuff. That's, yeah. That's more of a parent than I. I if one of my kids came back from the future, I'd be like, just kill me now. I just, I can't, I can't do this. I don't know what's going on in my life anymore. Just Talk about now. a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we get to go see the afterlife with uh, Goku. It seems very bureaucratic, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> very bureaucratic. Um, everyone meets with King Yama after they die, even Raditz. Yep. Um, he sent Raditz down below because Raditz wanted to fight King Yama, but Yama put him in his famous King Yama headlock. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kami and Goku in front of King, King Yama now And uh, uh, Kami wants Goku to go train with King Kai And we've never met King Kai He's yeah. this completely new character that we're going to find out who he is uh, Goku's going to have to travel via Snake Way But it's going to be very dangerous uh, King Yama does grant Kami's request mm-hmm. Good for Goku Because otherwise we wouldn't have a show yeah. <laughs> One special warning though You cannot fall off Snake Way There's no coming back from that Hmm. No, you, you, or is there? Yeah. Yes, there, there might be. There might be. <laughs> Luckily for us and the people of Earth, the trip and training should take about a year. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That is so convenient. Such convenient. <laughs> uh, here's a question for you, though. Who's going to tell Chi-Chi her husband's dead and her kid's missing? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Not me. I'll guarantee you that. I am not going to be that person. Definitely not. And, man, she, man, she gets that news a couple of times. Yeah, and nothing. You know when they're able to somehow talk with a hole in their chest when him and Raditz are still surviving. You'd think of one of his last words: is, "Please let Chi-Chi know I'm gonna be okay," or tell him, "Tell her you're gonna wish me back," or "Tell Chi-Chi I love her." Yeah, I'm sorry. It's anything. Go on this. No, 
No, he, he doesn't goes, even mention her. <laughs> oh, poor Chi-Chi. <laughs> poor Chi-Chi. I mean, she does kick some asses later on. Though, oh, yeah, so. she does. <clears throat> um, Chi-Chi doesn't want Gohan to be a fighter, so that news is definitely going to hit her pretty bad that Piccolo, the alien enemy from the beginning of her life, is now training her son to be a fighter. <laughs> uh, Goku does finally make it to the start of Snake Way, and it's 10,000 miles away. Another interesting thread that yeah. has been following us through these podcasts. Yep. Um, I, Goku might need a luck dragon, I guess. Huh? He might need a luck dragon. Uh, I should have brought some food. Yeah, t- Typical Goku. Typical Goku. <laughs> uh, before he departs, though, Goku asked the dude that ferried him to Snake Way to give a message to Baba, which... Baba. Baba plays a pretty big part in the first series, and she is Roshi's sister. So mm-hmm. eh, we'll meet Baba a little bit later on. Definitely. Uh, tell Roshi and uh, friends not to wish me back for one year. Well, okay, great. And mention to Chi-Chi. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Mention to Chi-Chi they'll ever have a miser- No, don't. don't. <laughs> um, and off Goku goes to meet with King Kai. Uh, we get to see some training with Piccolo quickly, and uh, what's Gohan doing? Crying. Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> Piccolo breaks the news that Goku is dead to him. Your dad's dead. Dead, dead. <laughs> You're dead. He's dead. <laughs> uh, and also tells him to stop crying about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And tells Gohan that he is there to train to fight the new Saiyans on their way to Earth. Uh, Gohan has an incredible power locked up inside of him. And if he can tap into that power, Gohan will be one of the strongest fighters on Earth. And to this day, the lore still says that he's probably one of the strongest fighters in the universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, The only problem is Gohan's power is very reactionary at this point, at least. And it still kind of is later on in life, too, right? definitely. He has to be in imminent danger, basically, to use his power, like when Piccolo throws Gohan at a mountain. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably a good way to elicit a panic response from somebody to chuck them at a mountain. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit, that didn't work. Luckily, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, he blows up that mountain, impressing Piccolo. Yeah. I'd be impressed. <laughs> no more whining. It's time to train. <laughs> I'm, not going to, I'm not going to go easy on you like your father would, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say because Goku would not go easy on he him. He would not go easy on him. <laughs> so Piccolo is being a real hard ass about this stuff. Goku still has a long way to go on Snake Way to train with King Kai. Roll credits. Roll credits. Uh, final opinions on these six episodes. Super good. Yeah, super super good. good. I feel like that's going to be the running theme whenever you ask me at the end of <laughs> Super good. Super good. But, God damn it. I love Dragon Ball Z. And like I said, I just like marathon this multiple times today. And that is, I am okay with days where I just marathon Dragon Ball Z. You know, that's one thing that we didn't bring up at the beginning of the podcast. If you do happen to have this series on Blu-ray, the marathon section or selection is the only way to watch this show. For sure. Completely cutouts the opening sequence and the ending sequence. You get those little bit of uh, bits that were the commercial bumpers. But other than that, it's just from one episode to the other, and it's... It's great to watch it. It's the way way. to watch. It's the way to watch it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I loved these first six episodes. It's really gotten me pumped up to watch more Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Um, I always have this like aspiration to go back and start Dragon Ball Z from the beginning, watch it all the way through again. I'm going to do it. You know, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to love it. But then I'm like, that is quite the undertaking. Yeah, and now is. that I've been forced to do it because of this podcast, I am more than happy to do it and can't oh, wait to do it more. Seriously. Can't yeah. wait to do I it more. I can't wait to just keep going hard at the DBZ. Yeah. And it's crazy. I seem to have forgotten that 
the whole Raditz thing is done. Like, we're already done with Raditz. Raditz is done for. Raditz is done. Raditz I think is maybe done. he'll be mentioned later in the series. But, yeah, the first enemy is in and done. He killed the main character, and here yep. we go. Yep. Um, we are going to do the whole of the Saiyan saga. I don't know if we mentioned that in the last podcast. I don't know if we did. It's going to be the summer of DBZ. So summer of DBZ. Buckle up. Just buckle up on it. But I, technically, we'll only get through the first 18 episodes. Yeah, so we'll have so to revisit it. We'll be about it. halfway through season one, quote unquote, if mm-hmm. you own the hard copies of yeah. it. But, yep. We're going to hit them all, though. We're going to hit them all. Hitting them all. Is there anything else that you want to talk about with uh, Dragon Ball Z before we move on to the homework assignment? Nope. Just a reminder, email us at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Anything DBZ related. We'll, we got a bunch of DBZ episodes coming up, so I'd love random questions about DBZ or any questions in general. Just email us. Email us. I didn't rate it. I'm going to rate it since I didn't, I didn't forget about it. I just remembered it. Uh, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it out of five, four and a half sarcastic Raditz jokes out of five. I think that's what <laughs> I'm, like I, that's like what it. I'm going to give it. That's what I'm going to give nice. it. Uh, so with that out of the way, let's talk about our homework assignment. Um, we are doing Independence Day, 1996's blockbuster Independence Day. Um, it was directed by Roland Emmerich, written by Dean Delvin and Roland Emmerich, produced by Dean Delvin, uh, starring Will Smith. Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Bloom, little Jeff Goldblum, Mary Goldblum. Ma- Mary McDonald, Judd Hirsch, Judd Hirsch. I forgot Judd Hirsch is in this movie. I forgot Judd Hirsch is in this movie. It's Jeff Goldblum's father, uh, mm. Margaret Collin, Randy Quaid. Do yourself a favor, listener. If you don't know who Randy Quaid is, Google him because he has become an interesting gentleman in the last five years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Google him. Uh, Vivica A. Fox because she is a fox. Robert Loja. Robert Loja. Loja. I almost said Lagoya. That's it's Robert Loja. James Rebhorn and Harvey Firestein. Release date was July 3rd, 1996. Budget was $75 million. Another instance that I can't believe this movie wasn't $100 million dollar budget yeah the box office was 817.4 million in 1996 and that's 1.57 billion in 2023 holy crap yeah man welcome to earth that is nuts and it's also nuts that this episode is gonna drop on july 3rd so we're gonna put something about how it's the whatever anniversary what is that 27 year anniversary of this movie dropping on our podcast. On our podcast. Get the message out there. Get Tell the Will Smith. Up. Well, I actually, I know Will's a listener, so Will. Yeah, we know wait. Will's a listener, but uh, make sure to tell Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Judd Hirsch, too. I, I think he's still alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else on uh, uh, Independence Day, 1996's Independence Day? No, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to watch that, though. It's a movie that I've... Owned on VHS, yep. but somehow did not have it on DVD or Blu-ray, so I had to buy that sucker. Also own it on VHS. It's sitting, where is it? Right here. There it is. Here it is. There it is. Did not have it on Blu-ray. Did not have it on DVD. So this was my first 4K disc purchase. Boom, boom. Yay. Nice. Yay, 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 All right. With that out of the way, Trav, hit me with that outro. Time for the outro. So we only have one email today, and that's because of you guys not emailing us more. So we need some more emails from people. But we're going to get into this email. So... Um, he has emailed us before, Timotheus1978. He said, hey guys, great episode on Salute Your Shorts. So in that episode, 
we brought up how the main character comes late to camp and it seemed a little unrealistic, but it kind of set up the show. Um, does that actually happen? So he emailed us to let us know it does, apparently. He said he went to summer camps many times growing up, both with the church youth group and with Boy Scouts, which was always really fun. Sorry to hear that you guys missed out. We did miss out, Tim. Uh, I have a vague memory of a kid being dropped off at at uh, camp one or two days late because of some scheduling conflict, so that's definitely possible. I think there's I think that it's more likely that the script writers didn't notice the inconsistency. And he says, thanks again for another great episode. Thank you for the email, Tim. Yeah, it's some good insight on that, and I think you're probably right that they just glossed over that inconsistency in the episode, yeah. <laughs> most likely. But to have some real insight on that, I appreciate that, and thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. Uh, so since we only have one email, we're going to get into some Dragon Ball Z questions. Some of these maybe were mixed into some other uh, emails. So if it's a repeat, it's a repeat. But uh, Drew, who is your, and this is the whole Dragon Ball Z series, so not just what we watched currently for this one, but not including Dragon Ball, not including Super or GT. This is just DBZ. Who is your favorite villain? Favorite villain in DBZ is Cell. For uh, sure. It's, maybe I'm a little bit biased because Cell is what brought me into the series. True. Uh, but I just find his, like arrogance and his like ultimate power that he can just grow himself stronger and stronger by absorbing whoever he wants and mm-hmm. um i just and his downfall his ultimate downfall was super satisfying because yeah. so i think that's probably why i would choose cell um his saga took a really long time too yeah. if i recall correctly we call correct like if i recall correctly uh, it took a really long time um plus just the his look is like yeah. his is like bug type of look. I don't know. I just really like Cell. He's more bug than man, but yeah. then at the end, he's more man than bug. Yes, yeah. His yeah. his final... So if I'm going to choose Cell, I'm going to choose Cell's final form also. Obviously. obviously of course, obviously, yes. Obviously. How about you, man? I put the same thing. Perfect Cell. Perfect Cell, yeah. Because he's such a badass. The lore behind him, the time travel, the fact that he's got cells from every mm-hmm. awesome fighter, so he knows all their moves yeah. he can replicate all their moves and techniques and yeah i mean like you said you joined in at that part of the series i mean that was just a pinnacle of the show not mm-hmm. to say it got worse but it was just such a good part of the show and his saga does go for a while because he's in the android saga yeah that's right he's technically an android and then you know eventually it goes on to the cell saga mm-hmm. as well um so next one i put is favorite hero so favorite hero, I think I will say Krillin. I identify with Krillin, I think, the most. I think that's why I choose him. I, I, I If I'm going to just choose, I'm going to choose Chalk, and I'm going to say Goku is my favorite hero. Sure, you know? for sure. But without choosing Goku, I'm going to choose Krillin. I just enjoy his... He's goofy. He tries really, really hard, and he ends up dying because of it a few times. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but he just you know he's just like a really good dude, yeah. you know, and he just he just wants to be like an awesome guy and help people out. So he, I think he that's is the uh, you know Kenny of South Park and <laughs> yeah, DBZ. Kind of, they kill Krillin. Yeah, they kill Krillin. Uh, I put uh, Piccolo. Piccolo, because like, I mean, obviously Goku. Yeah, like you said, but I put Piccolo. Um, I'll, you would think I would have said someone else, but I, he'll be I, my answer for the next question. I was, I was surprised, sense. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, Piccolo's awesome. He's voiced by the same guy as my favorite character. 
I like that he's not an earthling. I like that there's so much difference between him. And, you know, he's got a great arc because he was evil. More evil than I know because I haven't seen Dragon Ball. But he's a super good dude. He's honestly probably a better dad to Gohan than Goku is (laughs) in a lot of the the series. And, uh, you know, I just love that moment in the series later where Gohan gets to pick what he wants to wear and he chooses to look like Piccolo instead of Goku. Which, that look is very badass. That's very badass. Yeah, Piccolo's the shoot. Uh, So my next question is favorite character. Well, that is why I didn't answer what you thought it would have answered in the last one. Interesting. Because technically he's both. Technically. Just like Piccolo is technically a villain and a hero, my answer is both. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? You can say Goku since you didn't use him or you can use someone else. So I'm. I want to go off the board and probably choose... Captain Ginyu. I like Captain Ginyu. He's so weird and goofy, and then he gets changed into that toad. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just such and he a stays in the show for a long for time. For a really actually. long time. It's just such a wacky, weird character. I think I'm gonna say so my favorite character in the show is Goku. But I'm going to choose Captain Ginyu because okay. he's a cool, wacky, weird character that gets his comeuppance and Really, really, he falls in love with another toad. He falls in love <laughs> with another toad. Like, come on, that's so weird. And he gives us one of the coolest parts, at least in the Namek saga, if not the whole series, when he does change now, yes. when he changes bodies. Yes. He tries to with Vegeta, I believe, but it winds up being Goku. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cool thing that he can't get the power level out of that body that Goku can because he stole the body. Yeah. And then that kind of comes up. Again, not that he's the one that does it, but Goku Black is an enemy yes. and Super then. And it's like we got our first taste of evil Goku way back when Ginyu switched bodies. Mm-hmm. I love that answer. He's awesome. What was the name of the red-skinned Australian-sounding guy? Chase. Chase. And he- Burger. I think, or Berger or something like that. Yeah, he's another. I, I, he, I also like him a lot. But yeah. Captain Ginyu. Yeah, the Ginyu Force. Ginyu Force. Just, yes. God, they're a bunch yes. of jokers, yes. but they're good. So yeah, favorite character. No surprise to anybody that knows me, Vegeta. Vegeta. Vegeta's the shit. Not Planet Arlo, Vegeta. No, 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 definitely not. But uh, And it's crazy how much Raditz looks just like Vegeta. He sounds different, but it's literally his face with his receding hairline and then just longer hair. Yeah. uh, Vegeta's the shit. He's the best arc for sure. I love that he's super prideful. I love that he, um, you know said fuck you Frieza basically yeah basically. did his own thing and it just the back and forth between him and Goku pushing each other constantly is awesome and the moment he finally turns Super Saiyan is one of the coolest things it ev- is ever it's so. one of the more satisfying moments in Dragon Ball Z and it I really think is. especially people that love the series now and watch Super are more on board with me. There's a lot more Vegeta lovers than Goku lovers at this point. I think you're right. And I think Vegeta has probably taken the taken the crown from Goku because yeah. Goku's character, no offense to the writing, is is a fair bit flat. Yeah. He just always comes with a new power level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Where Vegeta seems like he Vegeta as a family man, spoiler alert, is the best. I yeah. love Vegeta as oh, a family man. Love, love it. it. When love he's it. going on like amusement park rides and stuff, I yeah. love that stuff. Definitely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, so next question is favorite low-level fighter. Favorite low-level fighter. Uh, across all of DBZ. 
across all of DBZ, and you used Krillin, so I, I, used I, Krillin. I won't let you use Krillin nope, for nope. this one. I can't use Krillin again. Favorite low-level fighter. He doesn't become, he becomes much more powerful later on, but I'm going to say Master Roshi, uh, oh. just because it's a, without Roshi, we got no Goku. You definitely, know? definitely. And, and he is a total perv, but he's also pretty dang funny. He is pretty dang so funny. So I'm going to go Roshi. I enjoy Roshi. God, when, in Super, when you actually see the extent of how strong yeah. he is, yeah. it's badass. It is very badass. Um, I went back and forth as tempted as I am to say Yajirobe because he's hilarious. Yeah. And he's legitimately of like the lowest of low-level yes, fighters. Yes, he is. He is. Um, it's a toss-up between, in my head all morning, I was thinking between Tien and Krillin. So I like Tien a lot, but I'm probably going to go with Krillin because Krillin's so vital to the story. Like you said, you identify with Krillin. Yeah. He's awesome. He's Goku's best friend. Yeah. He helps Goku become Super Saiyan. I, He's just a cool dude, and mm-hmm. I, I love the next season where him and Gohan are basically, like, best friends, Yeah, you know? So, yeah, Krillin's a shit. Uh, favorite saga or season? Um, it's a, it, the, My favorite saga, I'm going to say it's the Cell Saga, um, wrapped in with the Android Saga also. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's pretty close with uh, the Frieza Saga, um, just because seeing the transition from Vegeta being evil to being one of the Z fighters basically full-time is a cool transition. Yeah. And without uh, Vegeta basically taking a stand, there is no rest of the series, yeah. you know, because Frieza would have taken care of the rest of the universe at that point. Right. So it's, it's between those two, uh, definitely leaning towards the Cell Saga. Yeah, I agree. So uh, honorable mention is this beginning. I do love yes. the beginning where power levels matter and stuff, but the Android Saga is my favorite, which then bleeds into the Cell Saga. Yeah. So mixing those together, I agree. I think that's the best one. I love the lore of the Androids, the different ones, Jiro and 19 at yep. first that absorb your attacks, yep. and then they think they're already and know how to fight the Androids, but then these two Androids don't do the same thing. They've yep. got no emotion, they've got no real limitations with power level, and they help Cell become Perfect Cell, which is both your and I's favorite villain. So, so off topic a little bit, 17 or 18? <sighs> Probably 17. 17. Correct. Correct. Uh, Next question. Favorite female. Favorite female, Balma. Uh, Just from watching her character grow from Dragon Ball, I know it's I shouldn't be taking that because it's only supposed to be DBZ, but it had an influence on me. And then the way she really guides Goku and the rest of the Z fighters, helping them out on on her own in her own way, you know, with her money, with her gadgets, with her capsules, which don't play as big of a part in DBZ as they did in Dragon Ball, but uh, Balma. But it's still a pretty damn big part with the capsules and everything. Uh, Yeah, I put the same thing, Balma. She's too vital for the show. She's the coolest. I put an honorable mention of Android 18, but really 18 becomes better in Super as opposed to Z. Um, But yeah, Balma's awesome. She's super smart. Capsule Corp is sweet. Her father at least is yep. an awesome scientist and she ends up with my favorite character Vegeta so I mean and <laughs> yep. gives us Trunks Trunks is awesome Trunks so, is awesome yeah Bulma all the way uh, two more questions for your favorite transformation good or bad so a uh, a hero reaching a new pinnacle or one of the enemy's transformations um, for me the coolest transformation maybe the most shocking was Vegeta's choice for Majin Vegeta Oh yeah, you know it's it's a shocking yeah. transition for him. Something you didn't see. No, yeah. no. So it's 
it's it was really cool, you know. Like I really liked it, but I was like, "Oh, come on, Vegeta, why are you doing this?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, uh, um, that's really cool. And then, as much as people hate it, Super Saiyan three was a payoff for me. Oh, once for they sure. once he, once Goku finally hit Super Saiyan three, it was quite the payoff for me. Pretty damn sweet. So many years of looking up what that would look like yeah. ahead of time, and then finally seeing that come to fruition was awesome. Yep. Uh, I put down Super Saiyan two Gohan. Yeah, that was just. The pinnacle of all, I mean, Majin Vegeta is a definite up there. First time Goku goes Super Saiyan, I think Frieza's final transformation is sweet. He had all those weird ass transformations, but Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, man, just I'll never forget watching Android 16's head get crushed, yeah, and then the coolest power up. For sure, in Z, in my opinion, it there's a couple pretty badass ones in Super, but. Man, Team Gohan. Why couldn't you just keep training? Team Why did Gohan, you have to go back man. to the books, man? Come on. Uh, so last question here is favorite move or technique? Mm. Hero or villain? I know what it is. It's Double Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> double Sunday. <laughs> um, actually, uh, the father-son super Kamehameha, oh, right? Yeah, that is so badass. That is super badass. That one didn't even go through my head when I was thinking of the answer to this, but that is such yeah. an amazing moment and move. Cause oh, man. That's so good. Gohan joins with Goku. Basically, yes. He's not actually there. That's when that's Goku. Right. That's when Goku is dead. That's right. Um, and then he has to fight Cell again, and Gohan's down to one arm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's doing it with Goku there, motivating him, and then actually Vegeta's the one who saves the day because yep. Cell forgets he's there, and he blasts him to distract him, and then do it now. Yeah, do oh it man, now. and just the giant yeah. Kamehameha to overpower yeah. another Kamehameha, which yeah. again is a sweet ass part of Cell doing the same moves because he knows their moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put even though. It doesn't get the justice it should get because it's such a sick move. Final Flash. Yeah. So cool. That's one of the coolest moments. That's when he's Super Vegeta, that transformation between Super Saiyan 1 and 2 where he gets more buff and more strong but a lot more slow. Yep. Um, But he tricks Cell into standing still basically but only kind of clips him, you know, kind of like a Piccolo first attempt special beam cannon. (laughs) And then he uses it again against Jiren and Super, and it's awesome again. But, like, God damn it, can't he kill somebody with Final Flash? It's called Final Flash. (laughs) So I wish that that happened, but it doesn't. Uh, And then honorable mention, I put Kaoken. Oh, for sure. I love the Kaoken before them going Super Saiyan. That's, like, the coolest damn thing when he fights Vegeta and Kaoken times 10. <laughs> oh man, it's just next level. I it love is. the red or yeah. you know before their Super Saiyan God and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that wraps up our show today. Uh, please email us again. We're going to keep pounding it down your throats at overdue homework podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, topic ideas, anything, tell us we suck, tell us we're awesome. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates, posts, and homework assignments. And as always, make sure you tune in to the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z on the Overdue Homework Podcast. <laughs>